0: Yeah, I got no small talk in the notes this week, Alex. What's going on?
1: What's going on? Busy week at Littlefoot. I feel like it's busy times at Littlefoot. Yeah? Yeah, we're heading into our busy season. Uh, things things are ramping up. <laughs> Stopped you from coming home today for the big game. Stop. Huh? Yeah, missed kickoff. I had to watch it at work while roasting. Six years. That ain't right. I had to work through it. That ain't right. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, yeah. Just been working. Tired all the time from working, you know. As our dad would say, working for a living.
0: <laughs> he did like uh, to constantly remind us that he was working for a living. Yeah,
1: yeah. Even though we know, all know he didn't do a whole lot of working. No,
0: napping for a living. Mostly napping. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dad. The world saw those those fine American automobiles you turned out in the 90s yeah. with your buddies.
1: Yeah, as a reason UAW was struggling back then. It's not because <laughs> not because of the strength of the union. It's because of the cars you were putting out. <laughs> <laughs> your
0: company got the most infamous bailout in the history of this it's tr- nation. It's true. It's true. <laughs> that's you're working for a living. Yeah. No, that's not Our dad no, is a – We're kidding. We're kidding. UA, we support we love UAW, UAW on strike right Big now. Big UAW
1: fans over here. Exactly. Um, got to support our unions, people. For sure. Soccer unions.
0: Did you see that Union Berlin poster? <laughs>
1: No, is it cool um, that I put
0: on the? Uh, I posted it to the soccer situation store. Oh, I may Monday, have seen it then. Instagram. It's a. Uh, it's like a Union Berlin supporter being dragged away by fascist-looking cops, just like holding a fist in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Berlin. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Pro Union in this podcast. Pro Union pod family. Uh, where was I going with that?
1: Where were you going, Todd? We had a perfect segue with Union Berlin into the football. Now we, we're fumbling it.
0: <laughs> I don't fumble, <laughs> first of all. That's your football. Alex, the closet Lions fan over here.
1: Yeah. Can we talk about restoring
0: the roar? <laughs> Let's go, Lions. Probably be the highest listenership we ever
1: have on this podcast we start talking NFL. <laughs> we could just make a Detroit Lions sad boy podcast. that probably get a ton of listens. Yeah, you sit here and moan about the lions.
0: Is there such a thing? Maybe we need to pivot this baby.
1: I can moan about the lions. Just I sell love out
0: about the lions. I can play the dipshit that doesn't know anything about the lions because yeah. that's what I am talking about. Herman Moore, Barry Sanders. Oh, I know those two. There you go. Yeah, Herman <laughs> Moore sells mattresses. I think <laughs> does he sell mattresses? <laughs> he Sanders, was selling mattresses after he Barry retired, Sanders right? has a statue. Yeah, See, I know statue
1: too. They did a good job in that it's statue. Cool. It really illustrates his lateral movement. Yeah something like the league has never seen since. Mhm. Mhm. Nay that's the world. American football talk for you.
0: <laughs>
1: Did I hold my own? Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. I think I sounded pretty good. We're talking Herman Moore, talking selling mattresses. That's the that's where it's at. <laughs> I was trying oh Robert Porsche. I'm just trying to think of old lions now.
0: It's funny because Jason Hansen is the only one I know.
1: Legend. Because he came into the Harmony House location that I worked at. He always kind of reminded me, like in my mind, I picture like him and like Nick Lindstrom, like these legends. They're just like kind of white nerdy guys, but they're like the ultimate athletes at what they do. Right? It's so funny. Yeah, it's it is pretty funny. They don't look like like amazing athletes. I feel they just like look like general like white dudes. <laughs> But they're all, they're like literally the best to ever do what they did.
0: Yeah, you're right. Something about Lindstrom screams Terminator to me in a way. He does
1: have a very like piercing look to his you face. Know? Yeah,
0: you can see the competitive nature, if not the athleticism. Yeah, that's true. You know that's what I mean? True.
1: That's that's a little low on on Lindstrom.
0: Oh, uh, like yeah, he doesn't look like darky. Like,
1: yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, he just got an intensity. He's got the Swedish intensity, right behind his eyes. Let me think. Good. Do I have
0: anything to talk about? I feel like.
1: Major what TV. What have you been complaining about TV lately. Ugh, Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, you and Ian have been talking about how terrible it is. It is terrible. Uh, the last episode
0: got a little better because Thrawn, the big villain that's been coming forever, for yeah, ages, they've been hyping up. Yeah, he showed up, and he actually is pretty cool. Oh, that's good. Uh, I've read one of the Thrawn books that give like his background yeah one of the star wars novels i'm gonna have to edit this part out i swear to god <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen it was an audiobook first of all because i good. am on the road a lot and second of all it was not good but i have the background information now that's all i'm saying that's all you got out of it is the basic info it's so funny how uh, fans of these like uh these movie these universes yeah uh their standards. They'll, they'll tell you that these novelizations are so great. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. And I've heard for years about how these Thrawn books are so good. Oh, you have to read the Timothy Zahn Thrawn books. Yeah. Incredible. They're incredible. <laughs> they're so, I mean, they're fine. Just standard. They're like. standard sci-fi like genre schlock. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But I do have a little more attachment to Thrawn. It's cool to see him show up. One of the Mickelsons, like a Scandinavian actor, I feel like, is playing him, and he's got cool, icy demeanor. Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. He brings a new presence to the show, at least. It's good. Brings something new. Very needs refreshing. Low, low hopes for the show at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The. Oh, yeah. I guess we should have given a spoiler alert a long time ago, but I don't think anybody cares that listens to this podcast. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but Ezra, the other thing they've been questing for this whole throughout the show is looking for this lost jedi ezra bridger and he showed up at the end of the episode too him and Thrawn disappeared together Uh, and, and the show has been a quest to find the bad guys trying to find Thrawn, them
1: trying to find ezra okay a race to him yeah okay so these two are coming back into the story now yes they're both back nice so hopefully things will get a little more interesting from here they won't (laughs) <laughs> not high hopes it's gonna get worse probably more like
0: esoteric weird like jedi religion stuff that i don't care about oh uh, yeah 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 i wonder if any of our listeners are still here yeah
1: they love random star wars talk i guess a lot i guess and most American people do football. don't they? yeah yeah i think a lot of people do a lot yeah. more people than we realize
0: right <laughs> well let's re- go to the football let's rewind a little bit back to Last weekend's Premier League fixtures. Yeah. We yeah, were, were coming back from an international break. Here. Yeah. We're recording and releasing midweek this week due to a few reasons, but also the launch of the Champions League.
1: Yeah. It's a, a, a nice excuse for us to cover... Be a little bit late, but cover cover it all this week. Yeah, today was a special day for Alex. First Arsenal Champions League kickoff in six years was it? Six years, yeah. I thought it was more like seven, but it, I think uh, I think it's six is what they kept saying today. Hmm. It's been a long time. It doesn't. It feels longer than that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean because we weren't exactly competitive in those last like three or four years we were in the Champions League. So right, it's like it feels like we've really been out of it.
0: Yeah, you kind of felt on the fringe there anyway.
1: Yeah, it's weird coming back into it with, like, I mean, we're probably getting into the Champions League stuff a little too early here, but it's weird coming back into it feeling like you we have a, have a better chance challenge. now than we ever did back then in all the years we were in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say. And with that, we'll do this. situation. Yeah, we're not going to go straight into the Champions League, but that was a nice little yeah. teaser teaser for what's going on today. Foreshadowing. I'm trying to hit the bullet points of uh, what we're going to talk about at the start of the episode because that's just good marketing. It's true. And good producing. Keep people interested. Yeah, so they we're going to come hear. back to the Champions League. Let's see what else do we have today. We're going to even take a little dive around Europe a little bit, just yeah. culturally. But mostly, I think we have Premier League talk this week. We were coming back from an international break, like I said. Yep, we so were we desperate were thirsty for stuff. For the Premier League, yeah. We had a round of fixtures with some pretty interesting results, and we've got at least one big one on the horizon. Yeah, so a lot of Premier League talk, right? even with the excitement of the Champions League return. Yeah. Yeah, that's just get sandwiched in there. That's how it goes. That's true. We haven't even talked about Liverpool kicking off in Europa League tomorrow. Exactly. We still got Europa League coverage as well. Right. But first, let's start with Liverpool. They did kick off the Premier League last weekend.
1: Back from international break. Yes. Todd, Todd fears the worst fixture The the Liverpool being stuck with the worst fixture kickoff time possible after an international break. You know
0: what my notes are all about? (laughs) The stats behind Liverpool being fucked by the early kickoff. (laughs) I've complained about it a lot on this podcast. I've complained about it even more in real life off, off of this podcast. I'm aware that Liverpool don't perform in this kickoff and that kind of frustrates me. Yeah. But I'm after seeing these stats, It kind of makes me think that that's not a Liverpool problem. That is
1: just the way it is. Yeah, like it's not necessarily just just the you guys struggle with the early kickoff.
0: Look, if you're a big enough team that a lot of your players, most of your starting eleven, is going away for internationals. Yeah, coming back and kicking off before. I mean, they came back on Friday. I think the South American players arrived
1: noon on.
0: I know Klopp said he wasn't going to see the South Americans before game day. Yeah, that's nuts.
1: So, yeah, it's terrible.
0: And predictably so, Liverpool came out of the gates terribly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Early was it early goal you let up?
0: Yeah, yeah. Once again, a pretty early goal. You know, I forget. I think I was watching a four-four-two analysis actually. Anyway, I was watching some analysis on YouTube, and they pointed out that Liverpool's defense actually wasn't even that bad in conceding that goal. Oh yeah, it was just really well done by Neto to break through a pretty tight space um between Silbasly and Gomez, I think. Like finding the gap and finding a gap, getting a perfect ball across the six yard box for um, Yeah. Yeah, to for a
1: tap in. It's more about the the attackers than your defense really being out of place. Yeah. For me the story of the game though is
0: uh, I, I have notes here that I wrote
1: when we were losing. Yeah.
0: And I wrote I'm not gonna panic but I'll say this. In the years we were title challengers, we would have ground this out. So I've got some real negatives to take from this, <laughs> and then like two minutes later we were winning that game. Yeah, so I guess we're winning the league,
1: and I got real positives <laughs> to take from it. <laughs> right? uh, I mean, it's a good sign, though. It's a thing. I mean, you got to take the positives of like early kickoff. You know your struggle. Your team's barely there, mm-hmm. and yeah, you got a result, and you're stopping a trend of not getting results on that kind of day. So. Yeah, it's like coming in for a shift, working
0: hungover, puking and rallying, just grinding through that shift. Yeah,
1: yeah, those South American
0: boys are struggling, I'm sure. Yeah, one annoying aspect of us recording midweek is all the uh the major outlets got their pods out on Monday. Yeah, and. My talking my other talking point was that this year's version of Mo Salah is actually
1: my favorite.
0: He's transitioned into like a full playmaker. We
1: talked about this, because uh, I didn't I didn't get to see most of these games, but we talked about it the next day when we were talking about Mo. You were saying that.
0: Yeah. He's just racking up assists and beautiful ones. Very messy esque assists.
1: Yeah, delicate touches, nice That's little beautiful. dribbles, and
0: then just a, a little angle slotted ball, just yeah. a surprise slotted ball.
1: Yeah, the angle's just perfect, the weight's perfect. Mm-hmm.
0: This past week, he did it for Andy Robertson. He's done it for a few other people before. Yeah. Great. We
1: we see a revolution in Salah's game style. It seems like he's adapting to his new forward line partners, which
0: I think is cool, and I should give him credit because I thought, honestly, that he had a little bit too much of an ego to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did seem like the ultimate ego superstar for a little while there. Well, um, he was
0: just extremely goal-hungry.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, and rightfully so, he was he was backing it up by getting the goals. Exactly, so you, so couldn't, you couldn't be, be mad do, at him yeah, about it. Couldn't blame him for it.
0: Yeah, but the stats did show his shots taken are down, and um, assists and passes and
1: chances created are all up. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty interesting. Also positive in the long run because that value is going to hold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. So those are the that still would have liked to sell. The money will still be there.
0: Dude's body is genuinely a temple. He doesn't do anything except play football. I'm really not worried it's about true. his his value declining. Yeah. It would take a pretty, you know, I don't want to get cursed, but yeah, like a, a dramatic injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, last thing on last note on that game. Uh, I wanted to note, Academy kid Jarrell Kwanzaa made his full debut. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's Academy, always fun, too. At the Liverpool Academy from the age of eight years old. Lovely. He looks great, honestly. Yeah. Tall, super fit center back. Looks extremely composed. Oh, center back, nice. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Useful. He played out wide as well for us. Yeah. You know, this game, he wasn't asked to do anything incredible. It was Wolves. They don't have a, a lot of attacking threats. Yeah, yeah. But he just looks so composed for an academy kid making his full debut. Yeah, he's it's a lot he's of got pressure. pretty good pace. He's not afraid to get forward and dribble a little bit. That's nice. And my favorite thing about him is his tackles are super well measured. He's yeah. not lunging in from distance. He's not. Uh, he's timing him well. Yeah. Really, that's all I have to say. He doesn't look like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Panicking. Yeah, so happy for Kwanzaa. Uh, Liverpool fans are already overhyping him.
1: That's how it goes, always. Yeah. But, you know, good for him. But yeah, no, it's always a positive, especially at center back. I feel like it's academy kids. It's so hard to get through there. Totally. Uh, And you guys could use it. So, yeah. It's huge.
0: Yeah. If he really emerges, it'll be great. Let's move on to Manchester United. And they hosted Brighton. Let's move on to Brighton. Winning four straight Premier League games against Man United, yeah, by an aggregate of ten to two,
1: yeah, they have United's number very clearly. <laughs> yeah,
0: they do. A lot of teams do right now, but yeah. Brighton really is kind of toying with. Do they dominated that game so hard? Yeah,
1: yeah. Honestly, I I was jealous. I was telling you because like Saturday I worked like fourteen hour day. I was so exhausted. and I came home and I sat on that couch and I got high. And I scrolled through my phone and it was just nothing but memes and things making fun of United and videos of them getting scored on. And I was just like, it was just rejuvenating me as the night went on. I was like, this is what I needed. Yeah. The
0: funny thing is it was Brighton's B-team. See, that's the thing is I didn't even really pay attention
1: to, like, Ferguson the, was on the bench. The, I think Matoma was on the bench. You call him Danny Welbeck B-team, Todd? Welbs was <laughs> – Don't you call Danny Welbeck B-team? He made a triumphant <laughs> return to Old Trafford. He loves scoring against United, though. He did it at Arsenal, too. Ultimate swag move,
0: um, Brighton – up and in command of the game brought Barcelona Loni Ansu Fati off the bench. He should have scored too.
1: Just toying with (sighs) him. He should have scored. He had
0: a great chance. Oh, man. I wish I could remember who played the through ball for him, but he ran onto a great through ball, and I think the keeper made a save. I think he just telegraphed his shot a little bit. Yeah, a little
1: too much. Yeah. Man. I love it. I love this Brighton team. Right.
0: We've been talking about Brighton for so long, dude. How vindicated are we?
1: Right? Well, you know, it's funny, and this is, you know, we'll get to more Arsenal stuff later, but just on the Holy Arsenal's drama with their keepers, I've, mm-hmm. I was listening to somebody saying that DeZerbe has been rotating his keepers heavily in competitions. Like, getting, like, Jason Steele's played two games, and their other keepers played, like, one or two games now. Interesting. He's, like, rotating keepers. Oh. Um, so everyone was, like, talking about how. Brighton is the most revolutionary team in the league right now under Deserby.
0: It's difficult to argue with, dude.
1: It is. And it's funny. It's just funny that Arteta, I think Arteta actually brought that up as like a really? Deserbi's doing this over here. Like you guys are giving me a hard time about wanting to rotate keepers, but maybe these young guys are the, uh, the future of management. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny
0: if subbing keepers in games as a regular substitution became a thing. I mean,
1: according to Arteta, he wants it to be.
0: Well, it'd be funny, like, you have your attacking fullbacks, your defensive fullbacks, right? Same yeah. for center backs, yada, yada. Same for midfielders. What if you had your attacking
1: goalkeeper and your defensive goalkeeper? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think that's kind of what Arteta wants to do. Really? If you think of the profile of Raya and Ramsdale, Ramsdale's like a more physical, like, kind of maniac that backs to the wall keeper. Mm-hmm. And Ramsdale, or Raya's way better with his feet. Right. And like more distributing and like getting things like facilitating play and just so like maybe he is going to start doing that.
0: It'd be funny. Like we're talking about Brighton right now, Alex. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we're
1: talking keepers. All right, we're talking. No, you're give, right. You're give, right. Him, give me credit to Deserbi for uh, his mad tactics.
0: No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot we we're talking. But we got about... a little lost. We
1: got a little lost.
0: Uh, yeah. No, sorry, but for cutting you off though, we should uh, <laughs> no. con- continue your thought. No, it's interesting. Do you think that's really something that could happen, or are you just wildly speculating? I think
1: it's pretty speculative right now. It would be such a dramatic change in the game. Yeah, but it is interesting to see like the Zerby using multiple keepers and not, you know, the old like adage of, like you don't change it your back four or your keeper ever. Yeah, like if once they're like a unit, you leave them for everything. Right, and uh, it's interesting to see a manager trying to change it. And two managers trying to do weird things, yeah. so we'll young see guys. if that keeps going. These are the people we need in Congress. Yeah, see, please. Trying save us. New. We need some fresh young blood.
0: <laughs> Speaking of us needing to be saved, I'm taking my Tottenham concern. To be clear, that's a concern that Tottenham might actually be good. Might actually I'm be taking legit. my Tottenham concern to DEFCON 3, dude. Yeah, right? It's getting real, man. I'm starting to keep... I'm keeping an eye on it, officially.
1: Yeah. Yeah, trust me. I've had, I have an eye on it, and... We'll have a big eye on it coming up. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But they, they scored
0: two at a time goals to win <laughs> that Kulisevsky winner in the hundredth minute it was fantastic, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he could not have better vibes at the club right now.
1: No, you gotta give it to him. He's the Pastagaglu's got them feeling like the positive vibes are going, man. In the wake it's of very Tottenham.
0: In the wake of that win, he super casually announced, Yeah, we've got a buyback clause for Kane too. Yeah. If we want Just it. Just a little wink to the fans. Yeah. That's just another thing to have in their back pocket. Yeah. They don't even need it, though. Obviously, they've been better without him. They've been much better without him. But mostly, yeah, it comes down to Postacoglu being
1: cool, man. Yeah, he's bringing vibes that they just have not had there. He's got too much confidence for Tottenham. Yeah, it's weird. You thought maybe Pochettino had it, but Pochettino was still kind of like a quiet European. Who, yeah, like, he's a didn't little really... Yeah, yeah, he, he was might a little too it. serious. Um, this, oh. this guy is just swagger. Yeah, they asked him this week
0: if the fans um, should measure their expectations, you know, check their expectations I saw these, a little bit. Yes, yeah, all these quotes. And he's like, no. He's, no, have fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, have fun with it. He's like, that's why they're fans. Let them enjoy it. Like, Why would you tell them not to be I excited? I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the same thing our, like Arsenal fans went through. When we first started, they could feel like it was coming back. People shit on you for having fun with it. Tottenham have fun with it while you can, you know. Yeah. You don't know how long it'll last.
0: Team looks great. Manager's a super cool dude. Yeah, you don't know how long it'll last. A couple injuries Things could de-array. spiral
1: very quickly. Mm-hmm. We've seen that at many clubs. Yeah. So have fun with the Tottenham. Yeah,
0: but Tottenham is officially a threat this year that I did not expect.
1: Yeah, yeah, they look good. I mean, they still have some issues. Like I, th- I think players like Richarlison still being like not firing at all. And like he's backed a couple. He he scored in that game. He assisted in that game too, right? Did he assist the uh, Kuzesewski goal? He might have. I don't remember. Um. But anyway, he has he, contributions in yeah, that game. He, he's back on the score sheet in general. Um, but yeah, him getting his confidence back could really kickstart their season big yeah, time. I don't but think he's that like good anyway. Yeah, Confident or not.
0: <laughs> Lucky to be a 10-goal season striker. You don't think he <laughs> can replace Kane's goals, dude? <laughs> Come on. Listen, I'm pretty positive on Tottenham right now, but I'm not going to be positive on Richarlison. Don't fucking push me. That's true. I hate Richarlison, All right? too. Don't That's push fine. me. So let's move on. Let's move on to Arsenal hosting Everton or Everton hosting Arsenal. Everton hosting Arsenal.
1: I had it backwards in my notes. It's the famed Goodison Park That's all I heard about in the pre-game build up to that game. This was,
0: guy told me they hadn't won there in 12 games.
1: I well, well the, the I thought it was 10 games and then all the commentators were saying 5 games, 5 games, 5 games and I was like, I thought we hadn't like pulled a win out of there in a long time. <laughs> I like how quickly
0: it went from 12 to 10 to 5 right there.
1: Yeah. You struggle well, with
0: Everton lately. Terrible at Everton. Absolutely terrible. I've been furious at you in recent years. I credit Arsenal with keeping Everton up last year.
1: I mean, we gave them points that they did not deserve. Yeah, big time. They were a horrible team and still are a horrible team, and we saw that this weekend, <laughs> this past weekend. They were, yeah, it was like cool. I, I was like so excited to watch Arsenal play, and then I was like, this is the most boring football match of all time. One team offering zero whatsoever to the game, and then Arsenal just trying desperately to break through a wall.
0: Yeah, it really reminded me of the good old days of the Premier League when half of the table was like that.
1: Yeah. And you'd be like,
0: God damn it, we have Bolton this week. So basically, yes, I get to sit in a bar for two hours, but (laughs) no, I'm not going to get to watch football. I'm going to be
1: stressed praying for a a scrappy goal to go in just so I can feel any relief for the next 90 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what this game was like.
0: It's like watching two little kids play foosball.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh, so painful. And then uh, you know we had Martinelli go off injured as well, which didn't didn't help. His goals ruled off. We had a bit of we thought we had an early goal, which I think would have helped the game overall completely. Oh, course, Obviously, that's very cliche, but but it's true. Deich would have cases. had to do something if we had that yeah. goal had I don't think he would have opened right up, but he would have sooner sooner yeah the last like 20 30 minutes we would have gotten a little more action but either way arsenal finally broke the broke the streak at goodison potentially the last ever game at goodison and for us and finally thank god we broke it then
0: yeah hopefully they get stuck playing there a little longer i don't know yeah we'll see
1: their new ownership
0: stake is still like a little dicey I hear new things A little dicey, every day. but
1: somehow I think they they were just loaned a large sum of money from that institution. Yes. Yeah, just for operating funds, I think. And but, like, toward the new stadium, I think, as well. Yeah, but there is talk that that purchase isn't going to go through. Well, I know there was a lot of questions about the fit and proper persons, right, from that group? Yeah, there was some sketchy stuff going on with them.
0: Yeah, I can't really speak to it to be honest. Yeah. I've
1: I've read about it, but I don't
0: remember. I the don't details. understand the details. Financial either.
1: dealings are not my strong suit. But you are correct in saying that it doesn't. It's not a bang on deal. Yeah, and it's and, not done,
0: and it's not just uh, a sort of moral or possible like legal issue. It's straight up. They might not have enough money to actually do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's crazy. They're making low like what? A, I what mean, a the Glazers did that.
0: Yeah, they leveraged their buyout of United. But this is
1: a a smaller,
0: shadier deal.
1: Yeah. I've seen Everton
0: fans pretty split on the issue. I don't don't know.
1: I mean, anytime this is happening, I would be skeptical as a fan. Yeah. Just because it's like financial stuff is stressful. Like a club can – we've seen clubs, like, disappear off the face of the earth from this. Yeah,
0: especially if they're about to be relegated. They're going (laughs) to need a lot of financial assistance if they get relegated.
1: Yep. And they're building a new stadium. Like that's – yeah, that's could put them in a very bad place. You know, the wrong ownership could put Everton further away than even I want them. Yeah. Like, Yeah, we could see forever. them, like, League 1, League 2 levels playing. Like, see them, yeah. Or bankrupt and gone, yeah, depending I mean, on yeah, how it, badly it goes. That's tough but to like,
0: see, but in a decade, who knows? Yeah. You know? We've a- seen big they, clubs go down. Yeah, if they tumble down the leagues. They uh, continue to go down. Yeah, not in a decade, but...
1: Uh, yeah, but no, I mean, yeah. I would hate to see them go that far down. I definitely want to see. Them I would get like to relegated. see them get relegated because, frankly, I think they deserve to get relegated.
0: They do. They've been one of the shittest teams in the league for yeah. some time now. I,
1: so like they played dirty. Need they a, fucking suck. They need at least a season in the championship. They do. They to need to like learn reset. a hard lesson. Cause... Come back up like a,
0: a emerging from a cocoon, like Burnley has a whole new butterfly.
1: Yeah, because what you got right now, I'm sick of. I it's don't want terrible, it anymore, dude. They've really devolved about as much as a Premier League team can devolve. You've spent and you spent a lot of money devolving
0: like half a billion.
1: Yeah. Like more money than a lot of clubs, maybe three quarters of a to billion? put yourself down at the foot of the table. Yeah, dude. It's really wild. Um, Yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be I think this might be a long season for Everton fans. Yes. So thank you once again for not dropping points to them. <sighs> yeah, I'm so relieved. I'm sure Arteta is pretty relieved as well. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it much
0: but another miserable game to discuss Chelsea nil, Bournemouth nil. Yeah, Chelsea struggling.
1: A lot of a lot of injuries. Their injury pileup is actually insane. We talked about how how insane it was from them going from having the largest squad we've ever seen they in the league NFL to having, squad. having like three academy kids on the bench at the weekend.
0: They had three senior players. Oh, three senior bench.
1: players, my bad. The rest were <laughs> academy kids. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, flip it and reverse it, Alex.
0: That's, that's too It was too much to believe even. It's pretty wild. It's deeply ironic. It's funny. I,
1: Yeah, I don't have sympathy for it. I, no, you can't. Especially because they they literally stole multiple players out from under us that are yeah. either injured or wasted now. And I'm pretty you. sure
0: they signed Romeo Lavia just to mock us. Yeah. Like straight out of bitterness, like salt. They had just signed Moises Caicedo, and then they signed the B plan B in the same position just yeah. because they could. Just
1: because they had the money. Both of them are injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they stole several players from us too, but, you know, those none of those players are looking like – Anything useful. Not great. Not looking great over there. Um, we thought Pochettino was going to be the answer, I think. I think early in the preseason, people were getting hyped on it. And, like, is he the true answer to Chelsea's problems? Right. I mean, he's dealing with an injury crisis, so that's not great either. You got to give him a little slack. But it's still pretty messy over there. He still has quite a bit of talent to put a, at least a starting 11 out. I guess uh, you have to ask the question, like, is it just he hasn't had enough time? It's five games. It's possible. Most
0: yeah. of his job up to this point is has been clearing out Deadwood. Clearing out and Deadwood and figuring like... out who he still wants in the locker room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in a way you could say his management job mm-hmm.
1: is just begun. On a right? normal
0: scale is just beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen, you know, he is a good manager. Like we said, he's taken the worst jobs possible in his career. But, yeah, he's
0: made some real bad choices. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm not ruling them out by any means, but they're they're as we all laugh at Man United, somehow Chelsea are still a point below them in the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild, dude. Yeah, super wild. It's
1: shocking. When I heard that over, after the weekend, I was like, "Wait, what?" Like everyone's laughing at United, but then everyone's kind of s- sleeping on the fact that Chelsea are somehow below them in all this.
0: Yeah. Obviously, Chelsea had such a bad year last year that I think it's People were less shocking, are... Yeah. whereas United somehow finished third in all of
1: their yeah, glory they... of mediocrity <laughs> last year. Which is just also very shocking, almost just as shocking. Yeah.
0: That was an inflated result. Right. Sponsored by the FA. <laughs> Sorry, Graham. I don't really think that, but maybe I do.
1: But maybe. <laughs> <laughs> to the old Eddie. Mm-hmm. But no. <laughs> uh do we want to stay with the Premier League or are we gonna move on to the midweek action first? Let's move on. Before Let's, we come back.
0: Before we even watch Champions League, I got a couple little European headlines. Oh yeah, what we got one, this is completely random. But I just saw um Minamino was uh League League Le- Le- player of the month. Was he? At Monaco. Monaco? Yeah.
1: He's having a great start to life at Monaco. That's awesome. Good for Taki. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. I've always liked Monaco, too, and Flo Baligan's there now, and I'm I'm hoping he has a, a good time in France. Yeah, they're having a great time. Seems like they are so far.
0: Yeah. And I wanted to uh, mention that random La Liga game that we watched last week. Uh, oh, yeah. Real Madrid and Sociedad. Real Sociedad. Yeah. Zabi Alonso's Sociedad. Yeah. Anyway, um, good game. Fucking Madrid came back, won it right at the end. Did but not,
1: did not deserve to win it either. Like, uh, Sociedad played really well in that oh, game. They,
0: looked, they were on top. dude. they were dominant? They were
1: look. They looked fantastic,
0: right? But Fede Valverde hit this cracker of a shot, and I, I actually. Oh, well, how did I forget that sound? Yeah, I didn't uh, pull a clip to open the episode, but I actually did pull a clip of this. Of this Ooh, shot. Let's see yes, how. Hopefully, it comes through here. Let's see. The sound of it what hit. What a yeah. strike! What an equalizer! So You'll hear three.
1: What a strike!
0: You hear his boot hit the ball, you hear it hit the post, and then you hear it hit the net. It's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the announcer freaking out afterwards yeah. is also amazing. All right. All right. Well, three impacts. What a strike! What an equalizer! It's beautiful. Anyway. anyway. fuck Real Madrid. Yeah. Goddamn. They came behind to crush Zabi's hopes and dreams. Yep. And then... That's a perfect transition into the Champions League, yep. where I started this season's Champions League, watching my beloved Union Berlin uh, away at the Santiago Bernabéu. Union's Champions League debut, away to Real Madrid, tough one for
1: them. Anyway, very tough debut.
0: They grounded out. Man, it's really funny because I really want to be a Union Berlin fan. For yeah. you know, all the wrong reasons
1: <laughs> Because
0: of like Berlin's music history The techno I love it Great music town Yeah They have like really over the top Leftist politics as a club yeah. All of their imagery is super commie I mentioned a poster Of a lady being dragged away by
1: cops I love all of that Yeah no It's hard not to, to, to love them In a
0: lot of ways Everything I love about Liverpool Kind of in a way Applies to them as well Yeah But a German, damn They seem to be dull like, every fucking time I watch them, they're so boring in, in <laughs> it's, this game, too, dude. I was mad that that Madrid scored a, a added-time winner to yeah. crush their dreams, to crush their Champions League debut. Yeah. But they parked the bus so dramatically, They deserved dude. it. They just sat deep. They were under siege from Madrid, like, the whole time, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do hate that. Hanging out for dear love. And, I mean, I, you, you know, you're like, you're playing Madrid, who's the kings of the Champions League, you yeah. know? Yeah. We, they but like, come on, you still hate to see a team just shell up for the entire time,
0: yeah, I tell you what though, and this is something that had slipped under the radar for me. They found the guy to do it. Their fucking god, uh, Leonardo Bonucci is no. at Union Berlin. Did you know Bonucci's there? And he was playing out of his skin, dude. Keeping Real Madrid out of that net. It was so funny. Bonucci's a maniac, he was dude. Making, dude. <laughs> he looked incredible. Honestly, he's perfect for that. Yeah, he was. That's his favorite thing to do. He was. He was a gladiator in that yeah.
1: game, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. It was pretty satisfying. So, you know, feel bad for him. He probably. He probably was so tired. He was after gutted. That. I think, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Working that hard to keep Madrid out, and uh, oh, heartbreaking stuff. Right.
0: Um, Man, I didn't get his name, but a Union had an academy kid make his debut in that game, too. Oh, really? His Champions League debut, his club's debut in the Champions League at the Bernabeu. Man, they almost came away with a point until what fucking it? Jude Bellingham... Cracked home a rebound, a scrappy rebound in ninety plus four. Yeah, it was four. a pretty.
1: Suck. I just we just watched that goal. It was not yeah, pretty. Not, not a pretty goal at all. Not attractive. Really unfortunate for for them to to lose on that. Yeah. You want to talk about Arsenal v. PSV? Ooh, Arsenal v. PSV, the moment we've been all waiting for. No one's waiting for this you're welcome. game. You're welcome, Europe. We're back. Do you know how far I had to scroll through the
0: menu to find this? On
1: yeah, this on I gotta C- yeah. We'll start on with firm. that. <laughs> Let's start with that, CBS. That tells you how many people were waiting for this game, Alex. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at these results here. I guess Barcelona looks pretty good, but, you know, you're welcome for the entertainment. Europe. I was
0: scrolling past,
1: like, cricket matches and shit, I think. Jeez. With the... Great royalty of Arsenal come marching back in and grace you with our <laughs> presence. And you guys put us at the back page. Right. Back page news. Um, Before the game, Henri was
0: really annoyed by the goalkeeper debate. Mikel bringing in David Raya.
1: He's, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people are starting to, uh, the old guard anyway, the guys that are like close to Arsenal, mm-hmm. are kind of like... And maybe as a way to back Arteta and the team is just, like, they're done with it. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like, don't bring it up anymore. We're done talking about it. Um, And that seems like Arteta's attitude, too. Today in the press – I think in the press conferences before the game, they asked him, and he was like, I'm not talking about it. I'm not. I'm done. And it's like – I think it's all you can do.
0: Yeah. Because the stupid English press will just keep asking.
1: They're going to – and they will. And it's going to drive him insane. Like, Arteta, that's the one thing he's going to have to, like, buckle up for the rest of the season is, like – they're just going to keep doing it. No matter how much you hate it, they're going to keep poking you with it. I think he handles it well, to be honest. He seems to. I mean, he's got a funny sense of humor, that guy. He's kind of crazy. He's, in, I mean, I think he's insane. Yeah. I think he's like a maniac, kind of a maniac. Dude. It does seem like it. And I love it, though. He's kind of part Clop, part Guardiola. He is. He's like a, yeah, he is a blend between the two. Yeah. He has so many insane characteristics from both of them. <laughs> uh yeah he's like a nightmare child of the two of them right uh but you know i like the way he handles himself in the with the press i think he does a good job i mean he's been in england for so long he knows how shitty the press is
0: yeah and he 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 was captain of everton and arsenal right so he spoke to the press a lot a lot
1: yeah so he's he's well trained in their bullshit um Mm -hmm. the He's sarcastic, and he shuts it down when he wants to, but then he's also fun with them a bit, so he like, keeps it a little bit lighter. He's not like a total asshole about it. Yeah, every now and then he just says something that's completely insane. Yeah, he pulls out, oh, man, what was uh? <laughs> What's that old sketch that we used to watch, the Premier League manager sketch? Oh, the
0: classic, I'm not a
1: potato, yeah. that one? <laughs> yeah, and they do, Uh, is it Wenger they're talking about? Venger how he Ziner? says absolutely nothing? The whole time, and they're they're like praising him. Uh, Who's the manager that comes up and speaks? And they're like all so impressed because he says so much, but he says nothing at all.
0: I don't remember.
1: Okay, well that's uh, we can uh, we'll have to dig that this out because we'll dig it out. It's gonna be awkward, but it's really funny. But that's (laughs) what he's like. He's like sometimes he just throws out something that's so insane. Yeah, you're you're like you're taken aback by like. Did he say that? Did I hear that right? Did he actually say what I think he said? <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember the bit now that you're talking about. I think it was Wenger in that. Or, yeah. Or
1: Mourinho, one of the other. It's like the art of being able to say so much without saying anything to the press at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's pretty fun. Good stuff. But anyway, on to the performance. Arsenal looked fantastic.
0: They were just having a blast.
1: They were. It, you can tell. Like, it seemed like Mikel was just like, all right, boys, welcome back to the, the Champions League go out there and have fun enjoy it just like take in the atmosphere and go at it and try and score as many goals as you can and yeah, yeah they had fun the boys had fun soccer of course it's always soccer getting the first goal first champions league goal first champions league game star and boy, star, you boy. Me. star boy's back <laughs> uh just relax a little yeah, bit over think. there no, it was good, though. Arsenal, I, I honestly, it was, it was kind of annoying to not be able to just sit down and watch this all the way through. Yeah, that's I a was, bummer you had to I work. was listening to it and watching it and, like, catching the moments, but I was not seeing the entirety, but it looked pretty comfortable. Yeah, it was. Um, I saw some moments of, of Saliba having maybe a little too much fun at the back. I saw him, like, dancing around, like, three players trying to take the ball from him, and I'm like, all right, come on, guys. No, that's what you got to do. It was. I mean, it was impressive as hell. He was like toying with three players, trying to get the ball off of him like right in front of his own keeper, and it was like a little. Ner- like, luckily, it was like four nil already. So yeah, that's when fine. you can do it
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was clearly no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> it felt good. It felt good to be back.
0: Do you know who's up next for Arsenal? In the uh,
1: group? next for us is Lens. Wow, you guys got such an easy group. We did. We got a pretty. We got a pretty easy welcome back to the to the Champions League. I got to say, that's fine. That's why I was joking earlier when I texted you. I was like, wait, is this the Europa League still? Oh, and we went up three 0 Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> like we played we played PSV in the Europa League. That's right. And then Lens too is also like Europa esque talent. Yeah, watch. you could they're say that they're gonna school us now, watch. They're gonna they're gonna shock us. I kinda hope they do after you just said that that was rude. It was very rude. I'm sorry, Lens. I don't I don't this I mean this podcast is about respect. I Alex. didn't mean that. I didn't mean Take it back.
0: This podcast is about respect and dignity. Honestly and
1: I was scared of PSV going into this match because they gave us a very hard time in the Europa League.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Um, Who was managing them? They Ru- they Van n- Nisteroi. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Van
1: Nistelrooy was the manager at the time, and they gave us a very—they almost beat us in the the Europa League. Yeah, I feel like they were difficult for a little bit. They were—they were a decent side, and they were like kind of like like Van Nistelrooy, kind of a nasty side too, I think. Mm. But yeah, so I was not expecting this honestly going into it. So it was a joy—joy to watch. (laughs) I was a bit much more stressed going into it than it actually came out to be. That's always great. Yeah people say they want a good game No, give me a relaxing game every time yeah yeah that was fantastic beautiful goals too yeah all the goals were pretty nice Saka's was kind of a rebound but it was a good finish yeah um but the Trossard's finish and and Odegaard's finish the precision into that corner mm-hmm. both of those were beautiful Yep. beautiful goals they asked they asked Thierry too if the uh if if it was if he believed Arsenal could win it this year and he he was not going to bite he was not biting at all He was happy. He's like, I'm very happy right now. Yeah. He's like, we've a long way to go.
0: He had some good moments in that post-match. He was having fun. He was talking to Gabby Jesus, and he was very excited, asking him striker questions. Yeah. How difficult is it for you? You know, yada, yada, yada. yada. They cut that interview off. You pointed this out. You tell the story.
1: Yeah. So he's interviewing Jesus in kind of a weirdly abrupt short interview with him. It was like a little awkward. Yeah, 20-second interview. I mean – Partly because Thierry asked like a 30 part question when he first started it off. But uh, Jesus also, you know, he's English isn't his first language, so he's a little slower in response. But then suddenly they just kind of like cut him off and they're like, bye, Jesus. See ya, Gabby. And they're all yelling to him. And then it cuts to Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and Kate, it's Kate, right? Yeah. Kate was like, Kate yeah, out, you, know, uh, you know, Harry, I just want to let you know how important you are that we just cut off Gabriel Jesus. Quick, uh, you know, really quickly, uh, shortly, so that we could get to you and Thierry. Like you could just see his face. It's like a, lot it's the wide shot of everybody, and you just see him, like, like <laughs> just furious. Like he was having a having fun talking to his boy. Yeah. And then they bring Harry Kane in, and he's just like, "You, you took off an Arsenal striker for this man." Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He can't help but react. The Arsenal is so like ingrained yeah. in him.
0: Yeah, but. It was worth it in the
1: end because at the end of the Harry Kane
0: interview, it's It's true, they did some off. (laughs) There was a huge payoff. Harry Kane was wrapping up his interview and taking out his earpiece and they yelled another question at him and he was like, oh, what? I thought I was done. And he comes back and puts his earpiece back on. They asked
1: Jamie who was the best uh, striker between the two They asked Carragher, who was the best
0: striker in the Premier League history? And he goes, I'm going to have to go with Henri. (laughs) Harry Kane comes back to the interview just To be told by Carragher that he's not as good as Henri, that Henri's better than him, and then he
1: immediately takes off his earpiece. He's like, 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 "Oh, thanks, guys." Yeah, (laughs) he he just takes it off and (laughs) (laughs) leaves. And Carragher's just dying laughing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I honestly, I love that that CBS show. They're like the only they do it so much better. Like the stupid, like chaos laughing bro, essentially an NFL broadcast. Yeah, but they do it so well because Carragher and Henri's. Their partnership is so great.
0: I gotta say I like it a little better when Micah Richards isn't there. Yeah, Micah's a it, bit much. It gets much to for me. be a bit when it's the three of them, it gets to be a bit too much.
1: They all start when, yelling When a you lot. can't hear them and they're yeah. all just screaming, it's not yeah. fun.
0: When it gets down to just on basically Henri and Kara and give them a host that's actually a professional. Yeah. That's what's
1: up. Those two are the best. Yeah. Because they know each other so well. And they push each other's buttons, but mm-hmm. they're also, like, best buds. Yeah, they respect each so, other like, a lot. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun watching them go back and forth.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's great. Give Very us more of that. Very unlikely pair of buddies. Very From, from knowing them in their Premier League days as players. Yeah. This roughneck, scouse, central <laughs> defender that could barely dribble a ball. Yeah. And the silkiest player ever to play in the game. I think that those two would be buddies. It's like a Timon their and Pumbaa of They're opposite Pumba ends of that of era of,
1: sp- of, of Premier League players. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's a real yeah, like buddy cop situation. It is a funny buddy cop. And one of them's French and the other one's got a scouse accent. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah. But it makes for a, a magical pairing.
0: Well, we've talked a lot of Arsenal. Yeah. But yeah. really, we're going to have to keep the train moving because we have to look ahead to the Premier League <sighs> this
1: weekend. And really, <sighs> there's only one headline game. We just looked at it. We looked, trust. We looked. We didn't want to just talk about Arsenal. All right, people. We looked at the calendar. We, we did. Said, I was like, are, are there the any other games? other games out there?
0: There's not. There's not a single. really not. Not a single match of football to be
1: played this weekend, except for. We're shutting it all down for the North London Derby. Man, Emirates is having a a big time right now. Returning to the Champions League and now a North London Derby back to back. Did they get Taylor Swift? To party. Did we get? We probably did. I think she went to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Did she? I mean, this. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) That's all right. She's, She's basic. That's where she would go. She is basic. (laughs) <laughs> She's super Tottenham, honestly. She is more Tottenham.
0: Well, yeah. How are you feeling about the game? Like, really, all jokes aside, this is the best Tottenham we've seen in a long time.
1: No, this is, this will. I mean, based on form and these two teams where they're, like, so far, this is probably the one of the most exciting North London derbies you have had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, the most on the line, anyways, like, reputation-wise. Um, it's a big test for both teams. I think Arsenal should handle it based on the fact that our project is much further along. Like, they're having fun right now, but this project under a new manager is just getting started. I think it'd be a little bit of a hit to Arteta's ego if he doesn't win this game. Yeah. Um, considering, you know, where we're supposed to be at in our project. Yeah, you don't want them to have caught up right away. No, that's, like, the worst thing. So, like, I think the pressure is heavily on Arsenal right now. Yeah. Um, especially at to home um, to win this game. And... We'll see. This seems like a new arsenal. You know, they're, they're handling their business in places they haven't before. But this is a huge test. This is the first real test of the season, I feel like, for to see where we're at.
0: Do you have any interesting personnel decisions you'd make? We don't need to talk about
1: keepers. That's been done. <laughs> yeah. But... Although I did make a shout and say I did think Ramsdale was going to start the North London Derby. Um, as in a shock move. <laughs> he was going to go for the English Passion. Yeah. In goal, I put the controversy to rest. See, I told you, see, I told you he was going to get to play. Yeah. Um, that's my prediction right now, but we don't have to continue to talk about keepers. Um, yeah. Any instinctual weird calls you think he's going to make? I don't think so. I think we'll see basically the same team we've been seeing. The only one that's interesting really is the Havertz, uh, role. Does he stick with Havertz or does he play Vieira in that position? Um, he also the left wing is kind of up for grabs right now. Um, Trossard seems to have earned it. He, you know, he's scoring goals. He looks great. You would think he just makes the simple decision and goes with him, but you know, he played Champions League midweek. Maybe he starts somebody else there. Gives Nelson or somebody a chance. Sure, Nelson could be a shout. Just being like a academy kid, they always, you know, people are like, oh. He hates Tottenham. He was born to hate Tottenham.
0: Is that something Mikel's really going to take into consideration? No.
1: Mikel's pretty anti-English, I feel like, as far as those traditions go. He feels he's like too science-minded. He dude. feels like he's trying to kill all those traditions. Yeah. and just He's just doing his thing.
0: Yeah, he's not going to play that. That's
1: why I think my prediction from of Ramsdale playing might also come back and slap me in the face with Raya starting because he is just about – what team he thinks can perform to exactly how he wants on the day sure and that might just be raya from Mm. from here on here on out we'll see
0: yeah we will
1: um but no i'm stoked i'm like i'm excited to have this much like intense exciting football to watch right now
0: yeah it's fully back
1: yeah we're in full swing big time uh it kind of feels like it crept up on us yeah, it I'm did. looking at the five like five games, like the check marks and things. <laughs> First, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? wow, we've like we've played that many we've games already. already. Played That's five crazy. Games. Champions, Champions League's, already League's already started. Here. Like, yeah. week one is underway for Champions League. That's We're in nuts. the UEFA mix.
0: Yeah. We didn't even mention Europa League. Liverpool kickoff in Europa tomorrow. I'm a little excited about that. Yeah. Not necessarily against Lask. Oh, there's a fun subplot there. Alexis McAllister's brother is, oh, on, yeah. is on the team. Oh, yeah, you were saying. That's cool. So there's going to be a little bro
1: showdown. That's fun. That's always fun. Give a little storyline. Yeah. Also, it's just more football to watch. I love it. We're a squad in a rebuild. As I've
0: said, We. it's a chance to see... New footballers play more minutes. It's great, dude. What's yeah, we talked love? about
1: like, squad ex- experimentation. You get to do. You also get to just like bed your squad in together more, traveling together. Yeah, exactly. The new boys all get to. You form a bond, you know. It's all love. Might bro. not win anything this season, or you will. Maybe you'll win the Europa. We're gonna win a lot of things this season, Alex. Uh, I said maybe you'll win the Europa. We're gonna win the <laughs> Prem. We're gonna
0: win the Europa. We're gonna win. The. Carabao. Cup. The Milk Cup. The milk
1: cup is that? Is it a milk cup now?
0: The milk do they cup. They change it now? No, it's not the milk
1: cup. It used to be the milk cup. They should bring back the milk cup. Ah, uh, cool. I'm out of notes. How are you feeling? Um, I'm good. Yeah. I mean we we literally talked about those the weekend's fixtures, and I don't think there was there's anything. Yeah. Do you think there's anything else worth mentioning? We there? don't need
0: to look ahead to any of those too extensively. We'll recap them next week. And uh, yeah, I don't think there's. I don't think so.
1: I mean, any crucial storylines there? I'll just say quick, quick, uh, two things just to watch for the weekend is Burnley and Luton. Can they get on the board? Yeah. Like, those bo- bottom of the team, but like, no points on the board, right? They both have no points. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Burnley, Burnley has put one. one on the Burnley board. Burnley has one on the board now. Yep. Can Luton finally get one on the board? They don't look like it.
0: They are don't. Everton going to be saved by having a number of teams that are just somehow more hapless than them? That's That's what happened last season. Yeah, it's true.
1: Somehow teams let Everton off the hook. I mean, we let them off the hook. I <laughs> see so you but, know where I'm going with uh, that. But uh, yeah, no, I
0: know what you mean. No, they were just but the three teams around them teams let them off the hook them.
1: big time. Mm-hmm. Um, Shocking teams. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know anything about Luton. Nobody does. No, honestly, I still I've watched them a few times. I still feel like I don't know anything about them. Now it'll take a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see. We don't have any
0: answers. Nope.
1: But we're enjoying it. <laughs> Enjoying the madness. I'm loving. I'm loving the chaos of the football right now. Right? It's fantastic. I'm actually just loving the sports life in general right now. We got like it's honest. Like we talked American football a little bit at the beginning, but I love it. Like college football is back and full. So I like, guess like my weekends are back to just like watching sports all day. Soccer <laughs> in the morning, then you go right into college football, and then on Sundays you got the NFL. Yeah, I don't just, enjoy this quite as wide a spread as you do, unfortunately. Yeah, it's time for you to get back on the Lions train, Todd. Like an, I was
0: never on the Lions roll train. Roll back, I can't get dudes. back on. I know it.
1: I was a solo in the family on the Lions train. I might
0: get on like the WWE train or something. Ooh. <laughs> no, I would have Ooh. to get on independent wrestling. Paco would never have it. Me, that's, that's true. Uh, that's true. I've tried to get, to get into wrestling too, and I can't. New fan of it's... the pod,
1: Dan Soder is a big wrestling guy. Oh, you he? should listen to some Soder content on wrestling. Okay, maybe I can do that. I don't know <laughs> what sports do I like. I don't tennis know. is always tennis, great, but tennis is always just the majors, you know. Yeah, like, You watch it, it, it when it comes up, it's but not you're not watching thing. it. Nobody watches like the small tournaments, really. No. Um, yeah. What else? Hockey? You can get back in the Red Wings train. That that could be back <sighs> your '90s Red Wings action. Yeah,
0: I suppose so. Stevie
1: Wise back? Maybe it's time, Todd. I suppose so. Start going to Griffins games. Start to get get to know the Academy kids. Mm, that's true. Use
0: the resources at hand.
1: Mm-hmm. Griffin's games are cheap and fun. Maybe I'll get into disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people out here who are into it. I can get you hooked up Professional if you want <laughs> pickleball.
0: Dude, I think my buddy Clark might be trying to make a, a move in the pickleball scene. Really? Yeah, dude. I was looking at him on Facebook, and he's got some pretty serious-looking pickleball posts. Oh, he's been playing in tournaments and stuff. I
1: love it, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'll give him this. Pickleball feels like a very achievable sport when you play it. <laughs>
0: That's really funny. As a
1: tennis player growing up, like when I played pickleball, I was like, if I like got in shape and started doing this, I might actually be able to play in these tournaments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he seems like a pretty athletic guy. Uh, maybe he could. Maybe he, he could. Oh man, what if I know a professional pickleball player and I don't even
1: know it? It's possible, dude. Get hmm. on the pickleball scene. We got you know we got our our pickleball beer beer city open that happens every. Yeah, that's true. Every summer we could put in for let's get let's do an off season uh, winter training montage, and then we'll join Beer City Open next year and we'll win it. Just crush it. Just win it so easy. I gotta
0: say, I didn't see anything in that tournament that was. That's what I'm saying.
1: It looks like the most obtainable sport to be like actually good at <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on a decent level right now. Oh, that's so says the funny. guy who's sitting here like fifty pounds overweight. <laughs> I couldn't even play a full match right. You know, that's now. That's the
0: thing; you don't have to move that much in pickleball. It's
1: true. If you're playing doubles, dude, yeah. it's easy as could be. This kid can. This kid knows racket sports. Don't let him tell you or sell you short. And trust me, I'm kind of joking here, but I'm also kind of not. I could. I could do some pretty good stuff with a pickleball when I was out there. I completely believe in you. playing in not very good shape. So, yeah, let's get into pickleball. Let's make it serious. What a strike! Alex oh, plays oh, <laughs> the- <laughs> hit,
0: hit it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh shit! Uh. That's a good. That's a good sign off. I think. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's fade it let's fade that <laughs> that's Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Not even wearing my headband this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah! we really didn't put that together very well. <laughs> uh, oh well. Everybody, stuff. thank you for listening. That was episode thirty of Soccer Situation. Yeah. Big three racking up. Yeah. I got a comment. For, I was like, we feel bad about our episodes, but I'll give you this time as we fade out. Rosie said she's really proud of how much we've been staying on getting episodes out, getting content. Out. So, oh, thanks, Rosie. Appreciate that, Rosie.
0: Soccer situation. situation. <laughs>
1: people don't cause trouble on our way out anyway that is summer situations have a good week y'all thanks for joining us